0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to a very, very special episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Helberton, and we got a very special guest with us tonight. We got a guy who just from Fire Studios, who's joining us today, the developer of a new game. that, that When you're hearing this, it just came out, most likely the day you're hearing this, if you listen to this right when we drop this. A, a very new title from called Summerland. Hi. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're good. I, I was like, wait a second. I, I usually have a different way to introduce everybody. That's so, no, all right. Is, it's all right. And what is your name? For th- uh, Connor Rush. <laughs> and welcome aboard. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for uh, for having me. Oh, hey, thank you for reaching out to me. <laughs> so you just, you are the, I guess,
1: kind of like president of the studio, let's say, since it's just you, I think, mostly. I mean, if you want to call me the president, I, I don't think I have a, I think legally I'm the CEO. I think that's what you like. My, my documentation says <laughs> I mean I have a little uh, plaque that says present the
0: games my mom found so I just' that's what I told <laughs> no but, but I it's so.
1: is, is pretty much just me and whoever else I like feel I could bring on board for a given project so uh a lot of a lot of uh non permanent members, I guess
0: okay yeah so you had actually had I think either I followed you or somehow we had ended up finding each other on Twitter and you had been approaching me about talking about your game Summerland that's coming out. December 2nd 2020 so at the time you're hearing this should be that day Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you know and you you know you got my attention I was like okay what's this and and I gotta say I was definitely a little little surprised and for those that don't know you want to give a quick little rundown of what Summerland is
1: uh sure yeah so Summerland is a for lack of a better term a walking simulator (laughs) which is pretty much code for a first person narrative game uh it's very point and click like uh, first person. The story revolves around a detective named Matthew as you explore the afterlife and themes of ethical philosophy and morality. Uh, it's, it's fairly short, an hour and a half, two hours, and it is out now completely free to play, <laughs> which is pretty damn awesome, by the
0: way, too, that you're doing that for people. But the <laughs> well, every, well, free to play part free replay is awesome, too. But just the fact that, you know, Walking Sims, are, I, I like them personally, and this one was definitely very enjoyable.
1: They're one of my favorite genres, honestly. Uh, And I do think they're very underrated. They are, because we think you have to be shooting things and doing
0: other stuff. As long as the story can grab you and the game can make you feel something, it did what it needed to. We're past the days where a game had to be all about shooting robots and, you know, just arcade gameplay.
1: Nothing against shooting robots, though. (laughs) I mean, binary domain, heck yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking more of Mega Man when I was talking, but that binary domain is super
0: damn good. It is. this is the third game that you put out with your studio. Yeah, I definitely have to take a look at your other two games.
1: They're not as good. That's <laughs> fine. I, I made my first one when I was, I think, 13 or 14. And the, and the second one, I think I was 16. And the second one, welcome to the dreamscape. It's fine. You know, you're not going to be like importantly offended if you play it okay. into the unknown. kind of bad. <laughs> hey, I mean, you still made a game.
0: That's still impressive.
1: I, I made a game. That's true. I'm at a point right now where my like development skills have gotten to the point where I can uh, now insult my past work as being objectively <laughs> not good. Hey, that's normal. I've, I mean, I a much different level,
0: but I insulted many of my early podcast episodes. But that's a whole different,
1: <laughs> a lot less work involved. Me as a thirteen-year-old making a game also thought it'd be a good idea if I were to voice act in said "game" again as a thirteen-year-old, and it didn't pan out as well as you'd think. <laughs> you have my attention now. I'm gonna have to try this. <laughs> so uh, I'm like, digging myself into a hole with that.
0: <laughs> oh, fine. Don't be. Hey, it's still impressive. So we're talking about Summerland, is what we're yeah. what we brought you on here today for. And I do have a few questions for you. So one, this felt like a very health, heartfelt story. That's the word I want to say. Mm-hmm. And So I want to know how much was how much of this was inspired by real life events.
1: So the story itself, like what's actually going on um, beat by beat, isn't really inspired by anything in real life. Um, Like the story with Matthew and Charlie and Evelyn, which will make sense when you if you play the game that was inspired by almost nothing. What was um, from my own personal experience were the themes of the game when it comes to uh, the afterlife and morality. I, I came up with the idea that I wanted to make something that involved this uh, ethical dilemma afterlife, just based on a bunch of anxiety I have about death in the afterlife. And it, it pushed me forward to make it into art. I wasn't sure if I want to make it a game or whatever I wanted to do, but I just kept having this like super intense fear of not knowing what happens when we die and like the unknowables and inevitability of it. So I was like, okay, let's write this down into some fictional compartmentalized idea that's easily digestible and that I can understand. And through making that, it kind of helped me feel more comfortable with those ideas. Even though like playing Summerland, that's not what I think the afterlife is. It's totally fictionalized. I wrote it to be entertaining, uh, but just being able to have that digestible thought of it, it it was helpful. Okay,
0: no, it definitely... It entertained me the whole way through. And I was curious to see where it was going to go and what's happening, which I give you props to that.
1: I mean, I, I, I love story and that, games. That's like a main thing you need with a walking simulator, right? Is an interesting story. If if you don't have that, it's going to kind of flop. It's gonna
0: get turned off real quick. Yeah. <laughs> And and you had it definitely has an interesting story. It, it had me. I didn't really know what was going on. I didn't. I didn't put things together. Even though like in your explanation, you say it's the afterlife. That didn't click for me until maybe about the third chapter. And I'm like, oh, okay, now I understand where we're going.
1: Yeah. Now so, that was kind of the idea I wanted to push forward when you start the game, because um, again, one of these main fears I had was the unknowables, and I I kind of wanted to put the player in a position where they also didn't really know what was going on. Uh, and they can kind of gather through context. And a lot of the story is still, at the end, kept very vague. I want the players to kind of walk away uh, with a few questions and their own theories about what happened throughout the game. It does make you think, and I I was definitely impressed by that, and I enjoyed
0: that. I enjoyed that you had things that kept me interested to see where is this going, what's going to happen, and I kept wanting to play, even when I got lost for 20 minutes on a very easy puzzle. (laughs) (laughs) That's more just me and gameplay. Sorry about the, uh, the bill. Yeah, it was really simple. But I was like, I was going all around the house, like, okay, there a mailbox somewhere. Where could this be? Okay, I go back to computer. <laughs> all right, do I touch computer? Okay, should there be a button I can hit? Even though it's not giving me any prompts, is there a button I can hit? So, <laughs> but that wasn't you, game. That wasn't you. That was all me. It's not fair, uh, that, right? that is
1: funny though. For anyone I like hearing people's like. Stories about playing the game. I just think some of this stuff is really funny.
0: Oh no! It's just how I play games. Like if anyone listens to the show, will know I I don't read stuff. I usually just go through things very quickly. Partly because of the show and <laughs> playing so many games. So it, oh, in that's this fine. one, I, I paid a pretty good amount of attention. My my wife, who also played this after I did, she paid more attention, caught a few things that I didn't catch. That I'll be asking you some questions a little bit
1: later in this.
0: Okay. But the next thing I did want to ask you is, is how long does it take for you to make this game?
1: This is probably. Well, I was going to say it's probably one of my fastest, but that's not true. Into the Unknown took me like five months. Uh, This one was about a year and a half in development, which is, again, fairly quick for a game the game that it is. Uh, Still, it's only you. And even compared to Welcome to the Dreamscape, that took me about three years to make. It was very ambitious, uh, overly ambitious for what I was where I was at at the time. But yeah, this one was a one and a half years. Very quick for a game like this. I, I think it was just because it was so focused. I kind of knew what I wanted to do with everything and there wasn't a lot of figuring out yeah, trial and error <laughs> works great. <laughs> but no, I mean, <laughs> there, there was like this, like cohesive idea with it, though. I kind of just understood where everything was going when I went in. Uh, so the development cycle was incredibly brief
0: because yeah, you're a year you and a half. Not out. Bad. No, not Especially
1: at all. Not maybe one developer.
0: So <laughs> I give you props again. Thank you. It's hard with college, too. I just started college. Yeah, no. That from what I've, I, I didn't go to college, but from what I can, see, what I see with people, like, yeah, I don't blame you. It's not something that lets you have your own time as much.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I, I started, I started this thing my senior year of high school, and I'm like just wrapping it up now. But hey, you did it. And I'm updating it every day. Like I, I put an update out today.
0: I mean, hey, just the fact that you you made it is still very impressive, and it doesn't feel like something that it feels like you have done this before, or it was more people involved. Is how it felt. Well, for thank you. Me. That means a lot. So I do have another question. I'm assuming it was partly a technical thing where you the, I also I personally liked it where the characters that you see in this game, they don't have they're just like a blue blur. Was there a reasoning behind that? Yeah, it?
1: yeah, uh, a bit. One, uh, like you said, one main reason was the technical aspect, right? Yeah, because I, I know if, it if I were for one, my 3D modeling skills are not all there and neither are my animation skills. That, that's why the first the first person narrative walking simulator genre works really well for me, uh, because a lot of those resources don't need to be there while I can really focus on my strengths, which is storytelling, uh, environment design, etc. But these characters, I figured if I were to attempt to model them, they, I don't think they look good enough to where the voice acting performances could be taken seriously which is a really important thing with this game. Uh, and I'm extremely happy with the way the voice actors portrayed all of these characters. I think they did a phenomenal job. But also, I think it gives the game a distinct look. Heavily inspired, if you've ever played it, uh, by Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. I have not,
0: unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, um, I need to.
1: It's, it's not a game that everyone's a fan of. It's one of those walking simulators I got pretty mixed reception. I personally enjoyed it, but again, that's a genre I'm really fond of. The way I portray characters is very heavily inspired by that. I think it gives the game its own distinct look. Uh, it's it's very original looking, I think. It doesn't... I, I just think it it looks cool. You know, to put it simply, it looks cool.
0: I've heard a lot of good things about what ha- the Rapture game, but I have just never gotten around to it yet
1: because it hasn't been on sale. <laughs> so well, A lot of... See, I really liked it. I thought the story was really interesting. A lot of people have some very valid criticisms about it and i totally understand why someone would not like everybody's gone to the rapture i really wish i would have played Uh, it by now but the the walking speed is a big one you walk extremely slow in that game
0: okay that i was happy you had a run button and my guy didn't get tired i was happy about that
1: no it's important to uh to not force players into a like an insanely slow game i think personally at least no you're not wrong
0: and nothing felt nothing felt clunky in this game. Either the controls felt fine. And like right when I plugged it in, it worked. It, it you The game recognized my controller. And I was very happy about that because I'm playing a different game yeah. that came out in 2013 that did not recognize my controller right away. And I had to go in and mess with the settings. So I appreciate that your game. Did. <laughs>
1: and it was no, not. Yeah, game. I, I put a lot of work <laughs> into making sure the game was 100 percent controller compatible, even with like the UI. Yeah. Um, I, I programmed it so it knows what you're playing with. Um, if you press any button on your like gamepad, it automatically switches all of the UI. And same with the keyboard. If you press anything on the keyboard or move your mouse, it's automatically going to switch all the UI.
0: Which I, I did
1: both, actually,
0: and tested that. It was nice. It was very cool that you had that in there. I thought that was a very nice touch to add. Like no, I, was saying. I
1: think it's like a quality of life thing.
0: Yeah, and it was good. I mean, because for some people... They can't play with mouse and keyboard. I, I can by sucking it. So I was very thankful that controller
2: worked.
1: <laughs> I did appreciate that you had hints in this game, too. That was really nice. That was actually something I added, Um, I I think, like, less than a week ago. <laughs> I'm glad you did it. I think it, it helped. As, as of recording this, because I got a lot of criticism about uh, all of your objectives being dialogue-based. And if you miss dialogue, you're kind of screwed. Yeah, I can see that. But yeah, that was a criticism I got. So I contacted the voice actor for Matthew, who's the player character, uh, and I was like, "Hey, I got all these extra lines for all these additional things." He's like, "All right, awesome, cool, send it over." Awesome guy, by the way, Reese David. <laughs>
0: he did a good job. Everything I sounded think all the
1: voice actors did
0: an awesome job. Very quality, and it sounded a lot better than you were almost a chill sandwich. I know that's
1: years before, <laughs> but
0: still, <laughs> <laughs> it sounded a lot better I, than I, I that. Still.
1: I'm still adamant that the Resident Evil remake should have come with an original voice acting option.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, that would have been cool. I, I would have put it on, but it would have been cool. I definitely would have played with that on the entire time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. just whatever I think of when I think of bad voice acting. I know a part of it's the time and part of it was just what that game was, but that's always what I think of. And and all your all the voice acting I thought felt very was well done. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah. And then one of the other questions, some of the other questions I had is one, <laughs> um, this is one question that my wife kept asking, which I, I thought was funny. So i like, I don't want to go too far in this game other than the first couple chapter. chapters. But in the second chapter, when you first go to the house and he just comes home, my wife's like, who's watching the baby? Because she was expecting somebody to pop out, like a nanny <laughs> or someone being there. And she's like, wait a second, the baby's home alone. I'm uh, like, well. I-
1: yeah, this is the, <laughs> the the idea is that when you go through that door, it's not actually you like stepping into the house, if that okay. makes sense. It's uh, like you go in and then once you're in, it's like this memory starts. Uh, okay. So it's, it's like in the real in the real world, I guess you could say before spoiler alert, Matthew's dead. He was like already in the house. Does that make sense? It does make
0: sense. Again, okay. I didn't know what he. Was, I mean, yes, it does say in your description. That's why I'm, you know, that what it's about. But I did not realize any of that <laughs> until a little bit later. That's <laughs> cool. It's cool. It doesn't. It, it. I mean, it. It. It's there. It's just. I guess I wasn't paying enough attention. Like, to really put the clues together. But it. I liked it. I liked it that you. You are a detective, and that you get to search around. I thought that was a very interesting thing that you took there. Because normally, I'm not into that type of game.
1: Yeah, I like because I. I think that um adding in that it, it's not much but given that it's a walking simulator these typically don't have a ton of gameplay and i wanted to add a little bit of something to keep the player entertained throughout the and like the little little puzzle segments small bits where you're searching for objects i think it helps break up the monotony of just kind of walking through the story oh it definitely does
0: it and it also gives you like a purpose of what you're doing which i thought mm-hmm. was nice like, there were a couple times that it took me way too long to find a simple item even though I felt that you did a, a good job as a developer. Everything kind of like, you know, we'll tee off each other. You'll be in this area, then something will happen that would affect what you should be doing, unlike me. Where I'm like, oh, I better go run around the entire house now looking for an item that was right next to me. <laughs> well, that was the game's fault.
1: That was I, all I am game. really happy that you liked the game. And I'm really happy that pretty much everyone that's played so far has really liked it. It, it feels very validating as a developer, honestly.
0: Well, I, com- I completely understand. But no, it, it's honestly, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you approached me. I'm I'm very
1: happy about. That. I, I'm really so. glad that you said yes. <laughs> uh, I press is not my strong suit. Mm, I, I'm that's... doing my best here, and just the fact that people are willing to talk to me and happy to talk to me like means the world to me. Hey, you, and I also want to do say that like the graphics I felt were also very well done. They're 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 very pretty. Oh, that's right. because I learned that uh, post processing exists. <laughs> the, <laughs> I don't know my, what that is. <laughs> It, it's basically just like um like After Effects you add to the camera um so like like color correction, film grain, ambient occlusion, just little things that every AAA game has. Uh, okay. that they're not just gonna like push forward to like tell you they have. It, it gives the game like a professional quality look, and it's really easy to implement for any developers out there. Post processing is like <laughs> godsend. Okay
0: because everything looked very nice there were nothing there were no issues or anything it didn't look like much it didn't really look in, like if you didn't know better you wouldn't know this is an indie game in, in my opinion it could look like something that just would have been you know out there like xbox live arcade or something oh no which, way thank you which i know are some indie games too but still it, it didn't like i played some indie games that you can tell it looks like a like it was very like it was something that was developed by a very like one guy so that's all. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to sound v- insulting visuals to anybody because it's not one meant to me as an insult it's not meant as an insult to anyone. I want to just look very the quality look very nice.
1: The, <laughs> the visuals uh, in a walking simulator I think are really important. There people get a misconception that uh making a walking simulator is really, like, really easy. Which I mean, from a technical aspect it is pretty easy. Um it's I'll say it like this. It's easy to make a walking simulator. It's extremely difficult to make a good walking simulator.
0: (laughs) Yeah. There's some, I know people complain about that. I was talking about on this podcast at at some point, I think not God. I can't remember the name of it. Esther or something. Uh, dear Esther. Yes. I think I've never played it. So I don't know anything about it. I just know that my friend was not happy with it.
1: Yeah. I, I don't like it personally. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's very much just walking and listening to these old uh, like old English sounding letters that are hard to keep coherence with. Okay. But making it making a good walking simulator is difficult because where you're taking away these like gameplay elements and you're stripping away um, like a lot of things that you have to put into a normal game. You also have to like amplify all of these other aspects to keep it intriguing. The visuals have to be on point. The story has to be on point. You need to make sure you're pacing everything properly. Like all these things are incredibly important and they become even more so when you're making a game like this. Okay, I can see that because, I mean, you don't have the gameplay as much like in a shooter or something to
0: to add more to it where you're just enjoying the world that you're into.
1: Yeah. So visuals are really important in a walking simulator, I think, at least uh, because it, it really captures your interest. In a way that the gameplay in another game normally would. Okay. And one of the other
0: questions that I I did want to bring up to you is what kind of games are you into? Besides walking simulators?
1: Like, What are some of your favorite Uh, franchises? Franchises. Uh, I absolutely love The Last of Us. Okay. That is Uh, an amazing game. The (laughs) first Last of Us is my favorite (laughs) game of all time. Like 100%. I really, really liked The Last of Us Part 2. Even though I know that game got a ton of hate and like so much controversy around it. I thought it was like a solid 8 out of 10. SSP Not movie, as good as the stupid. first one. <laughs> I I do love The Last of Us, though. Kingdom Hearts is a favorite series of mine. I, I understand that like the gameplay is pretty simplistic, <laughs> just mashing X. But, I mean, it looks beautiful. And I have just some awesome memories of playing that thing when I was a little kid. And hey, they're good games.
0: I, I got Kingdom yeah. Hearts when it came out and... I unfortunately have not kept up with the series but I don't blame you. Oh, I have no idea what's
1: going on in the story of those games. <laughs> Nobody does.
0: Including <laughs> the developer, I'm if anyone sure. says right. they do
1: they're lying. <laughs> I mean, that series jumps around so much. And I I've, Did you see they're making the new one the uh like what is it Magic of Melody or something like that? Okay. Oh, the rhythm game? Yeah. I I saw it
0: happen, I read it and then I completely forgot about it until just now
1: when you mentioned it. I'm I, I've heard nothing, but I'm going to bet my life that it's like a canonical game.
0: <laughs> oh, it, it probably is for sure,
1: because every single Kingdom Hearts game, for some reason, has to be like story integral. Yep.
0: Yeah, it also is the 14th installment. It retells the events of the series while also being set after the DLC of number three.
1: Oh my goodness! I'm <laughs> yeah. If you have played all the Kingdom Hearts games, I respect the amount of money you have to own all of these devices. <laughs> 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 I I wish I have but I have not. Why but uh we were also we were talking before the interview started uh horror games as well. I absolutely love horror games. And that may uh that may also link back to walking simulators cuz they have a lot in common. But no, horror games are amazing and just kind of hold a special place in my heart. It
0: it, it did have some hor- I felt like this game had a few horror elements to it at times. Oh yeah. It did to me. I, I also don't like horror games. I played way more than I should have. Anyone listening to the show knows. But it, it did have that feeling. I was expecting certain things were going to happen, even though they didn't, because not what the game was going for. But that was just what I was it had me on edge a few times. So,
1: I mean, if you, if you don't mind me asking, uh, what parts of the game did you feel that way? Because, I mean, it was never an intent to have these horror elements. It was in the early stages. There were going to be some horror, but like that kind of got scrapped. Uh, yeah what parts of the game did you feel that without way? going to spoiler i won't uh, near the end when uh, you're in, at somebody's house. trial eight
0: yeah trial seven i think i could see that i can see that it's just what's what's happening in the game and how where the story is going i was like oh this is yeah. not what i expected <laughs> that came out i was nice. very
1: happy with the the music i had recorded for that as well i think it really fits the scene oh uh, did you write the music then or did you have someone else that did oh no i i wrote the music
0: okay I, I can't speak on music if I'm not a big music person. <laughs> as no, that's okay, in the show that's does. okay.
1: No, I'm a I'm a big music guy. I, I've I mean, aside from this soundtrack, I've recorded my own music as well. This is kind of like a fun side project. Most of it was improv, to be honest. Hey, improv can work. Actually, uh, not for those listening. Like time of recording this, I one of the singles from the game is releasing tonight. Th- this Friday night. It's hard. It's hard to talk time. When this is oh, coming dude. out later, <laughs> I, November 26, sixth, twenty twenty. We'll just put that out. Yeah, there. Yeah, there's, a, there's one of the singles is coming out tonight. For you listening this right, listening to this right now, uh, the soundtrack is out to stream on platforms. If you liked the music of the game, I, I turned off the radio in the bar because it was. I don't was like that? Music in games, so
0: I turned off the radio when I could.
1: That's a no. Actually, that's um, that's not on the soundtrack. The radio song is actually a. Independent project, like my own personal music, I'm working on an unfinished version, granted, but it's you know. I, I turn off music and games when I can, or I play stuff with podcasts on. I just don't like. I just don't listen to music in games. No, I understand. <laughs> it's <a that>. Personal.
0: <laughs> I don't know why it's a weird thing with me, but I just it could be a distraction. But I like listening. Like, I actually played the entire game with headphones on. And anyone who knows me, that that's saying something. Like, I was very in tune with what was happening. And I probably should have said at the top of the show, but I do want to say that you did give me a code to this game, even though it's releasing free here soon. But I probably should have, should, I need to state that. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's early access. Yeah. I mean, essentially, I was a beta tester, kind of. Yeah. So, I just, it's I, am a beta
1: tester for a, for a fairly finished copy. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, it wasn't much for me beta testing, but that's what, that's what Steam told me when I, when I
1: typed in the code. You're a beta tester. I'm like, okay, sure. We'll go with that. I think I picked promo. I, I may have just messed up what the keys said. Oh, you're all good. I, th- I thought I'd selected, pro- it does the same thing. We'll just blame Steam. That's all. Yeah. Dang and it, get, Valve.
0: You know, and the last question I want to wrap up this interview on is what are your next plans after this game releasing?
1: I, I hate people asking me this because okay. I have no idea. <laughs> so an I wish I had a more interesting answer. Hey, I mean, you, you made a um, game you, that's props to you. You made a game that's interesting and better than some games I paid $60 for. So, hey. Thank you. I mean, I have a few <laughs> small demos I've made and never released. And I might revisit one of those at some point. A- after this game comes out, I'm planning on getting a bit more into music. Uh, hopefully, maybe record a second album. Uh, I, aside from Summerland, I actually have an album just of my own, but I, yeah, I think I'm going to get more into music and then after I'm done with that, maybe return to games a bit. Okay. Well, I
0: definitely do look forward to see what you come out with in the future after playing this.
1: No, thank you. I really appreciate
0: it. And that about wraps up this first section of the show. Definitely stay tuned and we will be doing where I will be reviewing the game like I do every episode of the show. So definitely stay tuned to that. I want to thank Connor for taking time out and joining me on for this episode. No, thank you a ton for
1: having me on. It's been
0: awesome talking to you. It's been fun. So definitely check out Summerland. And actually, what I'm going to say, play Summerland, then come back to this episode and listen to the second half, because, again, it's me. I'm going to spoil the story. I'm going to go into details, because that's what I do on this show for the last hundred-some episodes that we've released. So (laughs) I'm just going to say it right now. You know it's a new game. So definitely go pause this podcast. Go download the game. It's on Steam. And when you're hearing this, it's already released, and it's free. So and you can't. And if you enjoy it, donate to Connor, which you'll see at the end of the game. But you don't have to. That's the great part. But you can. If you enjoy it, you should. I should, too. And I would uh, very much appreciate if you did. <laughs> I haven't. I thought about it. And me thinking about it, that's prompt, because I don't ever donate anything. I'm just a cheapskate. But I thought about it. Oh, I, mean, I wasn't talking directly to you. I just not who no, I I don't. listening. <laughs> I just saying in general, I should. I enjoyed it. I'm just a cheap bastard. But that about wraps up this part. <laughs> so definitely stay tuned, and we will see you shortly. And we're back now. Welcome to the second part of our episode. You just got done hearing the awesome interview with Connor Rush. And now, who's with me now?
2: Your lovely wife, Tiffany Albert. (laughs)
0: Yes, it's just us right now. Um, Mike was going to join us, but due to technical limitations of his computer not cooperating, he could not get Summerland. He could not play Summerland, so he's unfortunately not here with us. But we still wanted to bring you a little bit of what we do in the show, a little bit of review for Summerland. Again, you will be—I mean, we did touch on a slight spoilers earlier in the interview, but there will be spoilers. I'm going to try to wait a little bit before I get into them. But you've been warned, and if you haven't played this game yet. Go play it. It's on Steam. It's free. It's awesome. Go play it. Come back, listen to us talk about it, and discuss it. So, alright, you have been warned, and we'll get into it. So we had kind of touched base during the interview. We had said how Summerland is a detect. you play as a detective, and you are dead. <laughs> so, you already have that out of the way. But, I'm not, I, as I've said before, I really do like Walking Sims. And, or, yeah, Walking Sims. Yeah, walking Sims, that's what these games are called. Uh, Tiff, I know you only played a few before. Or one. Yeah. What Remains of uh, Yeah. It's a
2: really good one, but I do enjoy them.
0: <laughs> so what did you think of this game right off the bat?
2: I really liked it. I really did. The story's good, and I don't know. I just liked it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, this game kind of opens up interestingly. I was like very confused where it starts off in a room, a narrator's talking to you, and you just see in big words, remain calm. And I'm like, what the hell is happening here? <laughs> I that's mean, what first went through my head as you're just sitting here, and then the, and the narrator goes, and then you start, you, you're going to start these trials, I was thinking, okay, there's some kind of, like, puzzle element of the game, and instead, it's just you going into a room, and it's like a memory, it's essentially, we said in the interview, it's a memory, but not a complete memory.
2: Not a complete memory? It's not
0: how it would have just happened, it's how it's being seen to him, but it's not, like, like, in the second chapter, where you are, when you come home to the kid, and you're, and you ask, and I even asked him this, you're like, who's watching the kid? <laughs> Because he just comes home and the kid's watching just the baby. Oh yeah, it's like what I got, like what six month old or something at this point. It it feels like
2: something like that. It's a baby all by himself. I just <laughs> I didn't like
0: it. <laughs> well, the first chapter is you're investigating a cabin murder scene. I even had said this to the guy, and I'll say this on here is like I felt that it did a very good video gamey thing where it kind of helped you like where the things you needed were kind of along where you should have been looking, and it felt. I get the game was helping you in the right direction without being too. Except for I got lost twice, but still, <laughs> it wasn't too bad. I thought
2: you didn't follow the blood.
0: Not I did, but I'm I'm not anyone listens to the show. knows I'm not somebody. I don't listen to everything that's happy. I don't explore everything. I go quickly.
2: You actually listened though.
0: He I did in this one.
2: A volume. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, it's so first, I mean, that's how you know I enjoyed the game. I actually had headphones in. I didn't play a podcast. I actually listened to everything that was happening.
2: You kind of have to, though.
0: Yeah, because it's all narration. Like he had mentioned in the interview is that he had missed, where people had given feedback where if they missed, like, a dialogue, you wouldn't know what to do, and that's why the hints were added later.
2: I like that you could press the button, and he would repeat or, like, tell you what you should be doing.
0: Yeah, I mean, some people might even hit it 30 times because they're like, what the fuck am I doing?
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> That's me, <laughs>
0: that was Me too, especially in the second level. The first level, I mean, there's not a whole lot to say other than it's a cabin murder. And like it kind of helps you get used to controls. And I, I really liked it. Like I it even grabbed me right away. Like it didn't take long. I was really into this game.
2: Yeah, I liked
0: it. I mean, even though I was couldn't find the gun either for.
2: Oh, that was my hardest part. <laughs> it wasn't. I mean, it had the
0: clues. I just it. We ended up getting confused by the red grass. The red grass wasn't blood.
2: What was it?
0: Just red grass, I guess.
2: What?
0: What's I know red the blood grass? was on the trail. What? Yeah, that's what confused you. You weren't following the blood trail. You were in the other area, the other side of the cabin.
2: It's just, I've never seen red grass. What? Where is red grass? I
0: didn't ask Connor that, so I can't tell you. What? He's gone now. You
2: need to see. I need to come with you on interviews. You don't ask the right questions. What's wrong with you? But I, I like. I really like
0: that, and I also, as I mentioned during the interview, I liked how the fact that the people are just blue orbs, that there is no. Like, you know, detail. One, he said it's a limitation of what he could do. And two, I just felt... I I feel like it fit the story better. Because they weren't important.
2: I got it, and I didn't get it. I kind of liked it after a while. But
0: it, they... I was like... I don't I just liked it. Like, I liked how you have the rookie cop that's with you. Evelyn, in the beginning, that kind of play That's with you throughout this game. And a couple different missions off and on.
2: Yeah. I liked that, too. And then it turns south later. We'll get to that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Even in the second mission... Like, that's where you start seeing. Like, he comes home from work and he's like, I should check my email and I should find the bills. I spent a Good. 30 minutes <laughs> wandering around looking for the bills. I'm like, okay, where's the mailbox? Where's the mail? Oh, all okay, here, no mailbox. 30 all right,
2: minutes? Yes. Not even a two two seconds, 30 seconds for me. What's wrong?
0: <laughs> I went in the kitchen. I looked at the sink. I looked on the table. I looked in the counter. I was like, all right. I looked in the bedroom. I went up the computer, checked the email, I kept trying to click buttons. like, it's got to be something. Maybe I got it because the bill, because I'm thinking, okay, if I got bills, they're on my computer. They're in my email. They're not. Nope. It's <laughs> sitting on the kitchen table on the corner.
2: That's because I when I'm in games like that, I look at everything. Everything.
0: I did not.
2: I know. That's not how you play. That's how I play though.
0: (laughs) I did keep checking the same door like ten times saying, Oh, maybe he'll open it now. Maybe he'll open it now. Spoiler alert, it didn't open. (laughs) It took a while, but I I like that way you you get the email where you find out that he's, you know, going to be losing his, they're going to be cutting the hours and people are getting laid off. And he's like, I can't lose this job. And you see the bill where he's short on his $1,800 mortgage and he has medical bills. And I think it's in this chapter where they first mentioned about the medication where he needs his medication and he's running out of money for it.
2: Oh, yeah. The at the crime scene, like it does a little heart thumbing thing and you figure out he has a heart condition. Because he's like, oh, I need my pills. I need my pills. And then it says, like, press Y or something.
0: E if you're playing on a keyboard. But yes.
2: Oh, well, I wasn't playing on a keyboard. <laughs>
0: <That's> I <innable. laughs>
2: I didn't like keyboards.
0: Well, I was thankful. I even told I that I was thankful that the controller worked because it made the game a lot more enjoyable. He also has a map where whatever controller you plug in, the game will recognize it and do and figure it out for you.
2: See, that's cool. I was like, well, how does it know what buttons is in it for a keyboard?
0: Yeah, no, he, he did a good job programming
2: it. He did a super good job.
0: I unfortunately forgot to mention to him about like how realistic it was that here's this guy is going into debt and he can't afford his medicine. And that's why things that are that do happen in this game are all because of that. I forgot to mention, like it kind of fits the current America in a sense with everything going on with 2020.
2: It does. It really does.
0: Very realistic.
2: Yeah, it was a good story.
0: Yeah, I I thought it was funny when the, like, when the, and then after you check the two things, the baby wakes up and I I was running around. I even told him I was running around the kitchen looking for food, looking for (laughs) bottles. And you just got to grab the guitar on the bed and play the guitar and the baby goes back to sleep.
2: See, Mike told me to do that. Otherwise, I'm not sure how I would have reacted if I would have done the same or if I would have figured it out by myself. (laughs) There are clues.
0: If you read stuff, there are, he even said this too, there's clues to let you know that's what you're supposed to do. But again, I think something to do with the pictures, or there's something that there were clues that mentioned about music and the baby.
2: Hmm. Like Anna
0: used to play, or something. I I think when you first go up to it.
2: Again, oh, I, I think when you pick up the picture, or something it says. Yeah,
0: which I wasn't yeah. paying. to.
2: Did you pick up the picture?
0: I picked up everything multiple times. <laughs> everything but the bill. When I couldn't find the bill. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. And I mean, and then after I think after you pick up, I think after you pick up the baby, that's when it it ends. Shortly after that, you put the baby to sleep, and then it, the chapter ends, and the, the hmm. third chapter when this game starts getting more interesting because you go to the police station, and I, I like that when you go into his desk, and then he he you go down to evidence, and you find Evelyn down there, and he's like, you shouldn't be down here. It's okay, but you shouldn't be down here, and I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, okay, you know, just looking out for her. That's, and that's when he gets the phone call with the guy's like, you know, Charlie calls him he's like, hey, I need you to do me a favor. And it, I mean, it, that's, when that, that's when the story starts picking up, and he gets all mad at him, and you, that's when you start realizing something's not right. Even though it didn't click right away what was happening, it was a very cool moment, I thought.
2: Yeah, I was wondering how long that phone was going to ring. <laughs>
0: <laughs> as long as you don't, it rings until you walked down to the bathroom.
2: <laughs> I, I couldn't find a private place to go. And I was like, you can't really, a bathroom's not a private place. I guess it was.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's not that private, Consider it was like a two stall type restroom. I mean, I can see a restroom where you just shut the door and lock it, like in some yeah. places. Yeah,
2: and I think the door, was there wasn't a door. No door. <laughs> so i'm
0: like this can't be yep it was i <laughs> mean <laughs> it fit but yeah and, and it was it's interesting though it had my attention i i had to stop playing i took a break after this part because my my laptop was getting hot but i didn't want to like i wanted to keep playing like this story was really getting my attention and i thought that was interesting for a, a, a walking sim. like i wasn't bored i was like oh this is this is fun like i want to keep playing and as I told Connor, I mean, I felt it had horror elements to this game at that time, especially later on in, in chapter seven. Mm. He didn't agree. He's like, he's like, really? And I'm like,
2: eh. <laughs> <Did> <laughs> just for just me, tell him you're a wuss is out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you listen to the podcast, you'll know that. But yeah. it was just the suspense of what, not knowing what was around the corner. Partly I couldn't go look up anything because at the time we're recording this, the game hasn't come out yet. The game <laughs> There was no video. There was no guy. There was nothing I could do, and I, I even I even Google. Hmm. I wonder. Yep. There's nothing.
2: Mike was very upset. I he was. Said. He's very upset.
0: I don't like games when they first come out and I can't look up stuff.
2: <laughs> That's much? why you wait to play them. I think. Well,
0: remember how they went with Breath of the Wild?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Not well, because you still haven't finished it.
0: I haven't even barely got anywhere. Someday.
2: Uh-huh. And <laughs>
0: I like how the, the fourth chapter, that's when this game really, like, the story starts hitting a level that is just so interesting to me. So, you you find out in the chapter you got this phone call to go to this diner and something had happened. I'm like, okay, so you get to this diner with your with your partner, Evelyn. Isn't
2: that a bar? Yeah.
0: Oh, I guess a bar. Diner bar.
2: Same thing, right? It's a, it's a, no. Okay. Not the same thing. It's like Ooh. a CD bar. yeah
0: it does look like something that you would see a bunch of like bikers at or something in the in off some little town
2: yeah for sure okay go ahead
0: i I like how you come there like i didn't realize you get a black like oh make sure you look for evidence i was thinking okay you're gonna be cataloging evidence no you're cleaning up evidence
2: (laughs) yeah he was like oh fingerprints we should get something to clean that up i was like clean it up
0: (laughs) what yeah i'm like Wait, you're a cop. Co- you're investigating. What? What are you doing?
2: And then I was like, "Oh, that's what he's doing."
0: <laughs> and I couldn't find the washcloth. Like, I I found the key to the back area. I found the safe. I found everything, but the washcloth. And I told karen and he's like, "It's right on the table." I'm like, "Yeah, I know." you <laughs> bar, looking for it before I found. I'm like, I kept. I found all the fingerprints. I gotta get something to wipe. I'm like, "Why didn't you bring a towel, you idiot?" Like. <laughs> Something okay. Go to the bathroom. Get some paper towels. No, nope, nothing there. But yeah, <laughs> on the counter to the left of you when you walk in, because the game is trying to help you, It's trying to show you, saying, "Here it is. Grab this." And I even told Connor that, and I'm like, "Yeah, my brain just wasn't working."
2: I think I remember. It. I actually thought it was a sponge, but whatever it was, it worked to clean up stuff. Sponge? <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. It looked like a sponge to me. I mean, Whichever. I'm
0: tempted to boot up Summerland again and play through it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't
0: know. I haven't uninstalled it yet. Oh,
2: okay. Good, because then maybe I want to play it again.
0: I uninstall everything immediately, so. God, if you're listening. <laughs> but I I like that. I really like how you're cleaning up the... And I was thinking that, because as you're cleaning up the... You clean up blood at one point, you got to get a little spray cleaner, and you're picking up money, and you're picking up a note. And I want to be like... And Evelyn's just standing at the door, like, maybe, what, 20 feet away? And I'll be like, I'm sure she has to be noticing something's wrong here. Like, what's he doing wiping the floor for? What's
1: he? What's
2: he doing here? What, what, what?
0: <laughs> because you come over to her like there's no evidence nothing's here
2: and she's like really like she could probably see the blood for more if she was
0: i mean could see the guy like oh look you got the blood like oh look evidence Start scrubbing the floor like what are you yeah
2: you didn't see him like go and get the spray bottle and be like
0: like um matthew that's evidence what are you doing nothing when they open back up you know
2: Oh, she was immediately suspicious when he was like, No, I don't need your help. You just stay here. I, we...
0: I like that she got suspicious. I like that she did just go, oh, Okay, yeah, nothing's wrong with you cleaning up a crime scene, Matthew. That's completely just fine, honey. Questioning him immediately, but at the same time, he is her superior officer, so she's kinda quiet about it at first.
2: Yeah. And she doesn't have really any hard evidence, like I mean, just pull it out your
0: would... cell phone and video table. <laughs>
2: Yeah, <laughs> heard, don't they have body cams? Supposed. They're
0: supposed to. But that's when you're having an altercation, not when you're destroying evidence.
2: Well, I know. <laughs> oh, but wouldn't when her, when her body cam show him scrubbing? Yes. Okay, there you go then.
0: <laughs> but I also think that, that, that was an interesting thing. I I did not ask Connor if he, because again, it's kind of topical with 2020, because there have been instances in, in history with crooked cops where they <laughs> guy had a body came on and planted evidence but he did it in front of the camera so when they later on they reviewed it they're like you planted evidence right in front of the freaking camera
2: <laughs> is that stupid
0: somebody was i forget what you <laughs> so it did happen i can't remember details but i know it happened i know it happened not too long ago
2: oh, like Lord. this year last year this
0: is one random news thing i was watching once on fry on facebook so
2: <laughs>
0: so then after you after you clean up and I, like how then you go back to the the he goes back to the office for some reason and he throws the evidence that you collected and burns it in the trash can. I'm thinking to myself, Why didn't you keep the money? Yeah, and also, why are you going to your work? Like, hey, we're going to go to the police station we're going to burn it in the station. No one's going to suspect that while I'm showing up after hours. I was like, okay, (laughs) Okay, Matthew. Would you just burn yeah, it? Yeah, that
2: I didn't think about that till you said that.
0: Burn it outside somewhere randomly, like mm, no one's gonna spit this in this random car, empty parking lot, where I just burn something. No, let's let's go to the police station. and Do it in my in my office.
2: <laughs>
0: they won't wonder why there's a fire in the office downstairs.
2: <laughs> like I was thinking, aren't the smoke alarms going off, or don't they have them in that little spot?
0: Also, we'll maybe <laughs> they they didn't have budget cuts.
2: No, that's,
0: that's true. true. Budget cuts and all the different emails you read each time you go in the house. So hey, maybe that little smoke alarm went too. <laughs> that's why we can't pay janitor Sam anymore. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs>
2: don't we don't care if you're safe or not. <laughs> Budget cuts. Budget cuts. Um, and
0: <laughs> chapter five is when you go you go back to the ho- apartment or house house, I guess. This was the one that also I thought was interesting. This is where you have to you have to feed the kid where you you go in the house and he's sitting in the high chair.
2: And the food is, like, in the dining room or something? put
0: it down, and yes, we get the phone. Fu- that one wasn't a very long chapter, and that's when Charlie calls you and tells you he has another job for you.
2: Yeah. don't
0: really do much other than feed the kid.
2: Yeah, that's about it.
0: Pretty simple. But it was cool. I mean, it, it shows you more of what's going on with Matthew and getting you more invested in the character.
2: And it makes the narrator... I like how the narrator is conflicted. He's like, all the people that come here are... They're bad guys. You're making me see between the lines. Like, everything's supposed to be black and white
0: to him. I like that because, I mean, at this point, Matthew hasn't made any really... Well, I mean, he did cover up evidence. I mean, that was a bad thing. But he hasn't murdered anybody. He hasn't committed any... real. Well, I mean, he committed a crime. But nothing like that would make you really see him as a bad guy yet.
2: But he's doing it for a good reason. I mean, he's trying to protect his child and survive. So yeah. kind yeah. of a good reason. <laughs> find
0: out that his wife died you don't find out how she died or why she died but you know she's dead
2: yeah I'm assuming in childbirth however later on I am not so sure
0: well one thing that's interesting as you progress back in the house I don't remember if it's this chapter but it's definitely later in the last chapter when you're in in the house the picture of his wife or the picture where he got the um, where his gun is in the officer bad that's bent down I think other pictures are bent down are face down too he doesn't want to see them anymore and I thought that was interesting oh, to change character. Again, There's Connor put a lot of little details in this game.
2: Yeah, you missed the bullet hole, though.
0: Yeah, I, and I forgot to ask him about that, too.
2: I thought it was... So I thought it was a bullet hole. He has, like, a grandfather clock or something, and I, I don't know why I was so close to it. I just have problems walking sometimes. And I was like, it's cracked. And so I got closer, and it, there's this little hole in there, and I'm like, that's interesting. I wonder if they'll touch on that. And they never did. I don't know if it's important.
0: It could have been a detail because we me and him talk. He did talk about how one thing that makes walking Sims very interesting is when you put a lot of detail into that. Be- yeah,
2: and some people that, catch it and some people won't.
0: It's that's another thing. Like this, I mean, like I was at this point. We get when we got to the sixth, the sixth trial. Like I was completely invested in this game. I did not want to stop playing. I think I did six, and I think I did five through eight all in like one sitting. I just didn't want to stop playing. Yeah,
2: that's I think I did it in two. Which it's a pretty short game, but I have to get up at five. So,
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, you did play the second one, and I had to leave the house because I get annoying when you play games. So,
2: whatever, I get annoyed when you play games too. So,
0: and yeah, no, like Blackshot, when I don't know how to run.
2: <laughs> Neither of you knew how to run. That was the little.
0: Unfortunately, stuff. Mike's not here to defend himself.
2: <laughs> how would uh, he defend himself?
0: No, he, he wouldn't. He <laughs> rec- couldn't. It's on record. <laughs> I know. And then you. So, I, so after Charlie call, calls you, he tells you to go to this laundromat to clean up more evidence. Well, he says empty out his cave or something. I forget what wording he uses. And this was a this was interesting. So Matthew, you, you end up in this this laundromat and he has a note. He's like, okay, I'm about to go to this broken washer machine, put in four quarters, and then do something. And he's like, I don't got no quarters.
2: <laughs> and to look for quarters. I thought that was kind of.
0: I mean, even though there was that one on the bench that both of us couldn't find for the longest time.
2: <laughs> it wasn't not there? I swear, was it? Wasn't, there. It wasn't
0: there. you didn't ask him, did you? I, but I thought that was cool. I, I think Matthew's an idiot for not bringing quarters with him, but also at the same time, like it fit the story because the guy is so conflicted with what he's doing. He needs money. Where Charlie promised him to give him money so he can get more medication, so he can be okay and get caught up on his bills because work is, you know, cutting his hours and about and threat, you know, he might lose his job. And I thought that was very interesting because he's doing it to protect himself and protect his kid. his kid has nobody but he's making bad decisions for the right reason.
2: But I don't I didn't understand because his little hideout was so well hidden who did he think was going to go in there and find yeah. the evidence? They didn't know where to look cuz it flat out said I would order.
0: I mean, cops are smart. Maybe I, I mean,
2: so they knew that was his hangout or I don't know. That's the, that's the part that confused me.
0: They don't detail it in this, but I, I liked how you have to go down there. And also, we hadn't mentioned this, but whenever you have situations where you have to get evidence, each time you get evidence, a number pops up showing you completing the, this event, which I thought oh, was yeah. also interesting.
2: Like, like nine out of, or five out of nine things you collect or whatever. Yeah. And I, I
0: thought that was cool. Like you actually pull like a bunch of like heavy machine guns too out of like out of his safe in, in the laundromat. I was
2: like, okay, Charlie. Oh, yeah, they fit in a duffel bag.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like the <laughs> duffel bag just sitting upstairs. Oh, I better go. Like this got Matthew does not come prepared at all. But he brought a towel this time. He's like, oh, I brought a towel, but no duffel bag. He, but he brought he a towel.
2: Brought, I assumed he kept it from the bar.
0: <laughs> I guess. And I, I thought that was funny where as, and as you're cleaning up everything, he's putting everything in his duffel bag. Evelyn ends up walking downstairs where he is at the end of this event when he's trying to clean the computer and tells him that he has to turn himself in and quit the force and, you know. I thought that was interesting because she followed him. She's like, "I followed you. You were acting suspicious, so I followed you here."
2: Yeah, she, I like that. I do too because she needed hardcore evidence, but I think she wanted to be wrong. That's why she followed him. She was not. He was not, but I think she probably wanted to be.
0: Yeah, you. And I thought the voice work was as I as I told Connor. I thought the voice work was also very good. Like it, it was. It, it sounded. As I, as I told him, I said it sounded better in Resident Evil One and PS One. <laughs> You're the, Jill, you're the master of unlocking. So, again, that's a whole different thing. But it was, it was good voice acting. It was, I, I liked it a lot.
2: I liked the narrator for some reason.
0: And throughout the trials, like every two trials you have, because the narrator talks to you after every trial and t- tells you a little bit like what he thinks of you. And then after every two trials, there's a little, but you make choices. I don't know what effect the choices have in the game exactly. Or maybe they don't have an effect, but they make you think. And like one's like, do you think people are selfish? Yes yeah. or no. And, and it was fun. I really I thought that was another way to really pull you more into the narrative and the story of what was happening.
2: And it was all kind of based on what like he was going through, because like one of them was if you pressed the button, not knowing what was what would happen, would you still be responsible for what happened? And I think I put yes, you would be responsible. I don't care if you knew or not.
0: Or like the other one with the train. If if you can the divert the train, yeah. train from killing five people, it's gonna. If you don't do anything, the train will kill five people. But if you move it, it will kill one person. But you are deliberately responsible for killing that one person. What do you do?
2: So each one is like a moral dilemma.
0: But it's very, it's very, it's well written and pretty cool.
2: Yeah, like he goes through moral dilemmas throughout the whole thing too. It's pretty it interesting.
0: And then when you have oh, Charlie, so the, the the second to last chapter when things really fucking hit the fan if i want to say it and you end up in charlie you go to charlie's apartment because he because charlie tells him hey i'm not gonna pay you you didn't get me the laptop because you are about to clear it off except when evelyn comes in he's like so since you didn't clear the laptop no money he's like well i did everything else for you i grabbed like a hundred thousand like no money you didn't finish the job fuck you go get away from me
2: but then you say something like money is short yeah like pretty much say like well i don't have it
0: yeah which is a lie
2: which yeah but then you like find that note
0: it that was good when you go to his apartment because you're going to the apartment to steal the money back because you need money and i thought that was cool yeah like you find out that i think he needs money for it he can't see he hasn't been able to see his daughter or something because you know he's a drug dealer and whatever the hell else he's up to a gun runner and i thought that was all really interesting and like you have to the thing that was stupid is earlier when he's doing the laundromat, or not laundromat, but the, the the bar, he makes a comment about how the guys didn't wear gloves. and he goes to Charlie's apartment, he doesn't wear gloves either. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, like, when you're, after you raid the safe and you're about to leave, he's like, I left my fingerprints everywhere. And I'm like, but you just made fun of the people for doing it earlier in the game, you idiot.
2: Go get the blacklight.
0: <laughs> and... I I like that where he comes to the terms, like, if I leave here, Charlie will know I did it. He will come for me and Joey, which is his son. And you have to go into the room and shoot him in the heart.
2: Yeah, I tried to shoot him in the head.
0: (laughs) I was like, ooh, this game got got real dark, real fast.
2: Real dark, yeah.
0: It was impressive.
2: I liked it. And then
0: you get to the final chapter, which is short, but really, like, the. It's it really hits you where he runs into his house where he just I took. He just left Charlie's apartment and the kid's sleeping because, you know, nobody's watching the kid. And you have to you have to get water. You have to get a a duffel bag and pack up food. Oh, yeah. And
2: don't get me started on
0: (laughs) and grab Joey. And I thought that was so cool. Like, you're really feeling it. And then he's driving in a car and the cops start chasing after him. And does he does he stop or does you know he crashes, right?
2: He crashes because his heart started oh yeah the to have medicine his heart palpitations, but um he used I can't remember when he used his last pill so he didn't have any more pills. and even Probably. if you press that button to give him a pill he goes I'm out of pills that was I tried
0: <laughs> throughout, I did too because throughout the game he keeps he keeps having to take pills in every trial so it's really cool when it when it happens and like he you know he doesn't have any money he can't afford his medication I was just like wow this is such a you know Realistic. current yeah, current issue that so many people are probably dealing with, people that lost insurance because of 2020 and the pandemic and everything. Like, it, it, it was like, this is really timely. Yeah. And then, and, and just the whole, like, and the ending of this game is you, 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 cr- you crash your car, you go grab Joey, and you just start running down the highway away from the police until they just stop you. Because they, you know, catch up to you, of course. And he ends up putting Joey down. He's lifting his hands up, as you see, to, to surrender, and he just gets shot.
2: Mike just leaves Joey in the car and runs the other
0: I did, yeah. I just left him and just ran off. And I'm like, nothing happened. I had to go back and get Joey. But
2: but because eventually he says, I have to get Joey. Well, I was like, okay, we got to get the baby right now.
0: (laughs) I'm (laughs) like, we got to go. We got to save our (laughs) own (laughs) skin.
2: I mean, that could have been logical because he probably knew the baby would have been taken care of. Like, they wouldn't harm the baby.
0: No better than going with the convict, but in this case <laughs> fish with the heart condition <laughs> the convict,
2: but hey. So I'm assuming that's why he what happened. He died of a heart attack.
0: I thought he got shot, but maybe it was a heart attack. I didn't ask.
2: because well, his like his heart is still like beating or like you can tell he's starting to have a heart attack and then suddenly it just fades. Yeah, okay.
0: I didn't think about that. I thought he got shot and then yeah, I was thinking in a different mindset, but that that can make sense. Yeah. That's cool.
2: That's what I thought though because it just like fades and it's like, "Oh, he's going into the
0: lake. Yeah. And I, I and that final part where you wake up again in the in wherever you are and he's like and the narrator just talking to you and then you, you know, and I like how the last question presented to you is, "Are you a good person? Yes or no?" And yes, that's How the game ends, like you walk off into the sunset or into the whiteness, and you don't know what happens. You don't know because we don't know what happens after death. And I thought it was just—it's so touching and it really like hit me on a a level I wasn't expecting.
2: The narrator essentially gives you the choice because it's the narrator's job to decide what happens to you, and so he says, "Okay, I'm going to let you decide because I can't." So he says, "Are you a good? Do you think you're a good person?" And you get to choose good or bad. And I think we both chose good, so we're not sure what happens if you choose bad.
0: <laughs> I, think I No, I might as well. No, I can't remember, though. I'm going to replay it, so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> then you need to choose all the opposite things and see what happens.
0: Okay. All right, and that... Okay. So even though we did spoil the story and we did talk about the game, because that's again, even though we don't normally talk about game that just came out, that's what we do here. But even then, even though you know the story, I still think the game will have something for you and is still such an experience. Hopefully, you listened to me earlier and stopped yourself after the interview and played the game. But either way, it's it's impressive, and I think it will have it will hit you in ways that you might not expect.
2: It's such a good game because the guy who made it is so young. He's like what nineteen? Yeah, yeah, he's. And it's such a good story. All right. I think
0: we should go to Shelf or Box since we're kind of already there anyway. Uh, (laughs) I'll I'll go first. Um, I think it's obvious. As I said in the interview and said here, it's it's going on the shelf. I had a great time. I really enjoyed it. And you, you have to play it. If you like Walking Tim, it's free on Steam. Even though we did spoil the whole damn game, it's still well worth your attention. Hopefully you already played it and you're listening to this after you played it. But either way, it's I, I, I loved it and I'm be recommending it to people all over the place.
2: But even if you haven't played it, you need to experience it for yourself. We can only tell you so much. And
0: would you put this on the shelf or the box?
2: Oh, shelf. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we need it for the
0: Excel sheet I don't have keep track uh, of whatever he said
2: okay sure.
0: i'm not supposed to make back in episode five yeah
2: how'd that go for you
0: well we're about 100 episodes in as of next week and i and i've recorded and i haven't started yet so, not so good.
2: <laughs> i'm not doing it for you no one is no one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nobody is all right and i hope you enjoyed this episode and i hope you enjoyed the interview that we had in the first half and i review of the game so i mean it's it's really something else so I want to thank Connor for reaching out to me. And as I said before, in, in the, in the first half of this episode, and so definitely go play Summerland. And also want to thank you for listening to Game My mom, if you enjoyed this episode, we have lots of other game episodes. Definitely check those out. We do comic episodes. We do movies. We going through the Marvel MCU movies right now. We are just released winter soldier the week before you heard this. So definitely go check that out. <laughs> and give an awesome shout out to our awesome intro and outro courtesy of Bobby, a.k.a. Mike Sony from his EP Bite the Bullet. Songs of Cool Kid Squad. Check him out. Be a link in the show notes to his YouTube channel. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. We need more subscribers. And a great way to help support the show. And let somebody know.
2: Well, take a breath.
0: Eh, I do it all. I, I don't need to. <laughs> Alright, and we will see you all next time. Bye, Bye everybody. <laughs>